We are live. Welcome to our webinar on self-limiting beliefs. Self-limiting beliefs. Yeah. Deep, deep topic. This is really deep. <laughs> but I think we have a lot of good stuff to talk about. And uh, I think it's going to really resonate with a lot of listeners, clients out there. So bear with us a little bit. Um, why do they need to bear with us? Why? Because... It's probably going to be a little uncomfortable. <laughs> ah, gotcha. Okay. So, Jason and I went recently to, we were out in LA and we were lucky enough to go to a Tony Robbins seminar. And you'll see that if you've been on our website, you'll see anyway that we, or Jason wrote a nice uh, little write up about our whole experience. But, one of the things that I found truly beneficial from that experience was the, I think it was on day three when we addressed our self-limiting beliefs. And it was one of those things like, okay, yeah, sure. I've heard this before. Like, you know, there's things that we tell ourselves in our head and they're way more impactful than we realize. And I'm like, yeah, sure. I don't, I'm sure I do it, but I don't really know what I did. I don't know how you felt about that. Or maybe I'm not, not even aware of it. Well, I think you're jumping a little bit ahead. We need to understand what a self-limiting belief is. Right. And so I think, I think, I think we need to just talk about beliefs in general and definitely get to the root of, well, what is a self-limiting belief? And, um, I think one of the most interesting things about beliefs is that you can have them without even really being aware that you have them. Right. So you have beliefs. We all have beliefs. Right. Right. And I think... The thing that people have to understand about a belief is, you know, really, I'm getting maybe a, a little too far down, but there's opinions, right? We have opinions on things. Yeah. And opinions are basically things that have no foundation. Mm-hmm. Right? If you imagine it's a table, an opinion has no legs, maybe one. Mm-hmm. Beliefs some are, are a little bit stronger in the sense that maybe we've felt seen something has happened in our life to almost reinforce that and like you said i think for a lot of people we have these beliefs but we don't even know that we have them right and 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 not even think and and the the challenge with that is we don't realize they can be changed for sure and let's maybe let's give an example of how these beliefs work and i think there's an interesting way that I can explain to you that these beliefs are there without us really being aware of them. So I'll tell you a little story. Okay. So a man and and his boy, his son, go on a fishing trip. And they're having an amazing time out by the lake. They catch a ton of fish. They've had a great day. And they get in the car to drive home. And tragically, they have this horrific car accident. Now... The boy survives. Is this a true story? <laughs> but the but the father doesn't. Okay. okay. So anyway, the an ambulance turns up, and the boy goes to the hospital. And when they get there, the doctor says, "I can't operate on this boy. He's my son." This is a riddle. So how is that even possible? How is the doctor? 
the boy's son. The boy's how is the, how is the boy the son? I know the answer to this riddle, but I get what you're saying. What's the so, answer? It's his mom. So so many people are listening to this, and they're like, "That's impossible." You just told me his father died right. because we have this belief that a doctor is a man. Right, and it, so this is actually, I mean, and it's a different type of belief system. It's um, it's called unconscious bias, but that's just how. I think that what that goes to demonstrate is just how strong our beliefs are ingrained within us subconsciously that that we're just not even aware of them. So that's why I think that's a, an interesting little riddle <laughs> to demonstrate that and why it's so important that we actually do take the time to sit there and question, well, what beliefs do I cling to that I'm potentially telling myself every day without ever questioning and is that holding me back from achieving something or from enjoying a better life? Yeah, even just exploring something new. It could be something as simple as being afraid of pit bulls. Right. Right? That's a belief thousands upon thousands of people have. Right. And some of the most friendly, loving dogs I've ever met are pit bulls. Mm-hmm. And I will tell you, to this day, when I see a pit bull, I'm certainly more hesitant to approach it. Mm-hmm. Because it looks a little bit more ferocious. Mm-hmm. So it's just a, you know an example, but I'm sure you want to talk specifically about self-limiting beliefs. Because that's a limiting belief to some extent. But you want to talk about beliefs that are holding you back from achieving greatness. Right. And um, I guess probably another good example would be if I tell you a story about myself. This is a true story. This is a true story. It's not a riddle. So no riddles in this one, but, uh, you know, as we went through this exercise during the the seminar, um, I forget whether I was dealing with that particular limiting belief. Anyway, I was, I was aware of, I'm aware of this other belief that I have about myself and it's, I just grew up in this family where really hard work and commitment to your work and dedication was was what was rewarded, right? So that was not just an emotional reward, but also I was um, led to believe that that was how you would create financial reward and how you would create financial stability. So it got to a point where I was working in the Cayman Islands and I was a personal trainer and a yoga instructor. And I just, it's kind of crazy when I think about it. Like I was in these two occupations where essentially I'm like trying to have fun with people and cultivate this mindset where it's like, Hey, you know, move your body in a fun way and like enjoy play and have fun, like that that kind of concept. But I could not shift from the attachment or belief that I needed to be working 24 seven to be feeling fulfilled and also to be creating my like financial stability and wealth. So I was in this mindset that I needed to just hustle all the time and not take any time off. So even when I did take time off, I would inevitably do something like another course or, you know what I mean? You oh what yeah. I, like, you still battle through this. Right. Time. Yeah. <laughs> you definitely know what I mean. So it was one, uh, it was actually a uh, New Year's day and I had a, a yoga class and, um, a couple of girls who had been with me for the week, because I used to teach these classes on, on the beach outside one of the hotels there, 
they were really fun and I was like, you know, I'm going to generate an open conversation and let's see if people want to share their, their New Year's resolutions. And I can't tell you what any of them decided that they wanted to do, but they all shared something and then they asked me, well, what are you going to, you know, what are you going to do? And I, I typically don't really set New Year's resolutions, but for some reason I felt kind of compelled to share something with them because these girls have been really sweet and they, they'd like opened up to me. And so I said, well, I don't really have a resolution, but you know, it's something's been bothering me. I've been dying to go to Bali for like years and years. I I can't tell you how many years I want to go. I've been wanting to go there and I just, I haven't been, and I would really like to make that happen. And they were like, well, you can make it happen. You should go like make it your goal this year. You should go. And I was like, okay, yeah, cool. You know, like that was the end of the class. I never saw those girls again after that class. And it was funny because, you know, I I didn't keep in touch with them at all. I had no way to communicate with them. And yet I found myself several months later just continually reminiscing over this moment. Like I felt like I had made this pact with them. And I was questioning myself, like, well, why can't I go to Bali? And, you know, part of it was like, well, I can't leave. I'll lose my clients. Uh, it'll be really, I, you know, I don't have enough money. Um, it'll be really hard to, you know, get my clients back when I come back. All these things. Like there was just so much uncertainty about this trip. Like, and who would I go with? Would I go on my own? It was a ton of a ton of reasons why I should not go. But because I had really, I, I think I, you know, I had put it out there, like. <laughs> and committed myself in a way with this, this sort of pact with these girls, I decided to start finding a way in which I could go. And so I told my clients, you know, I'm going to take time off and is that going to be okay with you? And they're like, sure. Yeah, that's fine. I was like, Oh, okay. Well, that was one of my biggest fears. Okay. Well now I have to figure out the money part. Started figuring out the money part. I was, I had already started saving, um, and actually, it really didn't take me very long, like a month or two. And I had saved up enough money for the flight and what I thought I needed for when I was there because I'd been in touch with people who had been, found out how much, you know, day-to-day costs were. And, uh, yeah, so managed to get the money together. And then the only other thing that was holding me back was, well, okay, you know, am I going to do this alone? I, I should really be going with someone. I couldn't find anyone to go with. And I thought, you know, going traveling on your own as a, as a woman is just not a smart idea. Anyway, I decided, what the hell, I'm going to do it. This is the last thing that's stopping me. Went to Bali, had an amazing time. Came back, decided I did not want to stay in Cayman and that I wanted to travel more. I kept traveling. I don't know what it was. There was something infectious about when I had let go of that worry and that concern about not having financial stability and not having clients to come back to and just feeling like that everything was still working out okay, that it propelled me and carried me in this momentum of continuing to want to explore and enjoy myself more. Well, I think because you knocked down that barrier. Oh, absolutely. And then once I was, once I'd gotten over those initial obstacles, I mean, I was just so absorbed in in everything that I was doing out there and and in the essence of just really having playtime and and freedom, enjoying that freedom again. And anyway, long story short, 
That was, it was a long story. <laughs> but I continued yeah, my late, travels. Too late to make it short. <laughs> I continued my travels and eventually ended up meeting a man who I ended up having a very, or have managed to create a business doing exactly what I love in a much more financially stable way. And that man also turned out to be my husband. Oh, me? I was wondering where that was. <laughs> oh, that was, the, that was the riddle in the story. <laughs> <laughs> so let me so, let me make a long story short. Okay. You had a self-limiting belief, and by busting through that belief, not only did you realize it was untrue, but it actually cured that belief in an extreme way. So in other words, I don't have the money to do it. I need to work hard. That's the only way to earn money by saying... Forget that. You actually created a business with someone that made you realize that's completely untrue. So now you have a completely different belief system. Oh I don't know if I summed it up <laughs> super well. You did sum it up pretty well. I wouldn't say I have a completely different belief system. I still struggle with that hard work ethic. It's, it's definitely yeah, ingrained in me. You do. But... I think, yeah, the, the, you summed it up nicely, the kind of the moral of the story and, and my experience was that actually from overcoming those fears, I was able to network, find people who shared similar passions with myself and actually, you know, create something even more amazing than what I was already doing. And that ensured my financial stability as well as delivering me my life partner. Well, thank you. And I also think, you know, what's important for people listening to this is, you know, or watching this is understanding one improvement or one time that you see your belief wasn't true isn't always enough to reinforce that it's not true. And let me dive into mine, which should be a little bit of a quicker story. Okay. And it's funny that it may have been the same New Year's Day because mine was also on New Year's Day. Which year? I don't remember exactly which 2016? year. 2016? Uh, no, it was probably a little longer than that because it was the day I found out about flexible eating. Oh. And my limiting belief at that point in my life was I'm a little older. I have poor genetics. I'm never going to be lean like I used to be. Mm-hmm. And I had felt that way for years, you know, doing paleo, having weeks where I would eat clean to have cheat nights, you know, that type of dieting mentality. Clearly, I was doing it wrong, but I was doing what I thought was best for me at the time. I thought I was eating right, and I wasn't looking how I wanted. I resigned myself to, this is me. Then I find flexible eating, Mm -hmm. find flexible eating, and realize that that wasn't true. And, you know, again, flash forward all these years later, you know, it didn't take that long, obviously. Within a few months, I had changed my physique, changed my body, improved my mindset on nutrition, But all these years later, you know, now coaching other people in this, it's really awesome. And I will say, like you, there are definitely times, whether it's flexible eating or overcoming these beliefs where I'm still, I struggle with it. Not that I ever think I can't do it because now I know I can, but I think people listening have that belief and I want them to know that it's okay to still struggle with it, Mm -hmm. you know, but ultimately the goal is to change that belief. Yeah. I think... I think we've we've both realized, you know, beliefs or thoughts that you've had that have been a part of you for a long time are never really fully going to go away. 
there'll always be that quiet voice in the back of your head. But the important thing is that you develop that sense of awareness to be able to overcome them and continually put them to one side and carry on and then overcoming those fears that you're having. Right. So for me, there are definitely times where whether I've ate too much or not feeling comfortable in my skin that day, I'm like, okay, I got to cut carbs. I got to eat less. Mm -hmm. And it's like, for me, I need to get over that old school mentality of nutrition, which even all these years later still lingers deep, 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 and it gets deeper every day. Mm -hmm. But that belief is still there and you have to fight and overcome it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think constantly questioning where our beliefs are coming from and what they're attached to and whether that's truly based on fact is an important aspect of that because ultimately our beliefs are trying to take us back to a, a place of comfort but that sense of comfort is not necessarily based in truth. Right. And then, you know, going back to what I said at the beginning of this, we have opinions, we have beliefs, and then ultimately we have convictions. Mm. And when we have convictions, there's your table. You know, so ultimately your conviction is, I don't need to work hard, I need to work smart. Or I am not going to be fat for the rest of my life because my body can improve mm. now that's a conviction of mine or it's getting closer because after years of seeing the data seeing the improvement i have facts and convictions like that are kind of i mean to me that kind of sounds like a like a positive affirmation really yeah i think conviction might have a negative you know connotation to it but right your conviction is going to be very positive and very solid and I, I think that's an important um, tool that you can use to reinforce your mindset in a way that's a lot healthier and that is promoting your personal growth. Um, and, you know, they talk about it a, a, a lot with, uh, I think, athletes and sports personalities is that having positive affirmations even on notes, you know, posted around your house or in your place of work to constantly remind yourself of, things that you are trying to reinforce in your mind um, can really have huge ramifications in the rest of your life. Absolutely. I think whether it's post-it notes, whether it's the screen on your phone, whether it's mantras that you play in the background, having those things constantly reinforce you. And especially like you said, in the positive present tense, I am this, I am going to be, I am I will be all those, you know, positive words and really believing it. Mm. Do you have a mantra that you are following right now? Um, right now I do have a mantra that I've been thinking about and it's the obstacle is the way. Right. So, so it's like mine. similar to yours, right? Resistance is the path or resistance. No, no, no. So I, I must've heard it on a podcast or something not long ago, but it's resistance is the fastest path to growth. But basically I, you know, when I'm like in the middle of a workout, I either think of that or I just think embrace resistance. Like two simple words I can say to myself, just embrace resistance, embrace resistance. So whenever I'm like, you know, feeling that fit of fear, uh, you know, if it's a barbell workout or whether it's speaking in public. <laughs> well, speaking of that, that's where mind comes in. The obstacle is the way. And you know, I've heard you say that your mantra over and over recently and you know for me it's a matter of 
yeah, embracing that and not mm-hmm. just in a workout, which is obviously a great place to embrace it. But, you know, for those that have seen what I did yesterday, going to a stand-up comedy club and where I'm very comfortable being home at 6.30 p.m. I went out. It was late. Stayed out. It was, met some new friends. It was the funniest thing. Jay left the house and he said, I'm nervous. I'm like, this makes you nervous going to a workshop? Like, I would love that. Whereas when he's going away for his CrossFit seminars for the weekend, he'll be all excited. Like, yeah, I can't wait to deliver this new uh, lecture for CrossFit this weekend. Haven't read it yet, but I'll figure it out along the way. I'm like, that would make me nauseous. <laughs> well, I think there's a difference in being confident in what you know and what you're about to deliver. And that was what was going on last night. These guys were trying to get me to go on stage and perform. I'm like, look, I have no problem performing. I can talk. You want me to give the What is CrossFit lecture up here <laughs> at the comedy club? I'll do it. It's a matter of being prepared with material, which I didn't have and I plan on having in the future. Right. Yeah. So what's the lesson that we're giving to these people that are listening and watching? Well, I think the lesson is to schedule some time aside to really sit down and question what self-limiting beliefs you have going on in your thought processes right now. And I would encourage you to think of one or two. Don't get Let's too start consumed. with one. Let's start with one. Okay. What if they're listening to this and we're giving homework? Let's make it specific. One thing. And I think when we talk about it, we have to say hey, it's how do you figure out what a self-limiting belief is? Well, I think the way in which you figure out whether it's self-limiting is you would ask, has this belief um, caused any negative consequences? Right, so they have to really assess. you When you figured out your belief, mm-hmm. or I figured out my belief, it wasn't so much that we're like, diving right into what our self-limiting belief is, but we had, we had to think about where we're not happy, where we're not satisfied in life. So for you, I'm not happy because I want to travel and I'm not. For me, I'm not happy because I don't look how I want to look in the mirror. Great. Now that we've established that, why? Okay. So yeah. So why are those things not happening? Okay. So for me, I'm not traveling. That's making me unhappy. Why is that happening? Because I keep telling myself that I have to work all the time. Okay. So my belief is what is my belief about working all the time? Well, my belief is that I have to work all the time to be financially stable and working hard is the only way to be rewarded in life. Okay, so I have to dismantle that that self-limiting belief. Like, what are the negative consequences? Well, the negative cons- consequences in the past is that it's stopped me from going on all these amazing trips. Maybe in particular it stopped me from going to a friend's wedding or something like that, you know what I you know, start thinking about how this belief of yours has really affected you in in other ways too. You know, it wasn't maybe just travel. Maybe it was, okay, yeah, it took, I, I spent a whole weekend working instead of spending time with uh, a friend who came to visit. Things like that, like establish periods of time, experiences where that belief has had a negative consequence in the past. And I would say most of the people listening to this, most of the people watching know us from the nutrition and fitness space. Mm -hmm. So maybe we do give two, and maybe one of them is, in fact, look, everybody doing this has a limiting belief about their nutrition and also about their fitness. Mm -hmm. You know, and I don't want to go into a whole other belief of mine, but it's, I think I'm a poor runner, right? And 
anytime a workout comes up with running in my mind, I'm like, I won't win today, mm-hmm. you know, or win or be in the top of the, of the box. Mm-hmm. So I think to start anyone listening to this can say, okay, what is that limiting belief when it comes to my fitness or nutrition? I'm, you know, I can't lose weight because of X or this movement I can't do, or I'm not good enough at it. And then mm-hmm. when you kind of figure out that first one, it allows you to open up the door to figure out deeper ones like the one you've mentioned because that's a pretty deep one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's good. And I think once you identify any negative consequences that have happened in the past, then the next step would be, okay, well, what if I was to continue to hold on to this belief for the rest of my life? What does my future look like? Can I anticipate any negative consequences that might arise in the future because of this? And I think once you start going down that avenue, that really scares the crap out of you. Oh, I mean, when we were at the Tony <laughs> Robbins seminar and we were doing that, people were yelling. People they were, were howling and crying. Like, I mean, I can't imagine what people were. Yeah, and I think anybody just thinking about it, you realize, wow, no matter how you look at it, it's just limiting your life. Yeah. You know, I... Even yesterday, by not going on stage, did I limit something? You know, because my limiting belief in that moment even was, I don't have material. I'm not prepared. Yeah. I'm not prepared. You know, and there's part of me that certainly on improv, regrets not going up there. Well, I've, you know, there were some rules involved to going up, and part of it was like, don't riff with the crowd, etc. Mm-hmm. Although other people broke that, but you know, even. From yesterday, do I regret going on stage? I don't know. I don't, you know, I don't like to have regrets, right? But I think every day we have these self-limiting beliefs, and if we can overcome them, the point is you're going to live a better life, and ultimately you're going to live your ideal life. Yeah. I like that. You summed everything up nicely. Did so, it? Put a bell on it or a so, button on it? Yeah, you did. So I think hopefully that was clear about the homework that we want people to work on. Find one or two self-limiting beliefs. Think about the negative consequences that have happened in the past and then think about what negative consequences might continue to happen in the future if you hold on to those beliefs. And then the final part of that homework would be, okay, well, what's another belief that you could replace that self-limiting belief with instead? Right, I think that's really the ultimate goal and that's kind of where you're creating your mantra too right to some extent where so what did you replace your belief with just to remind everybody with the travel story correct my belief i think would have been that i realized that hard work although it provided financial reward didn't necessarily provide me with fulfillment and also that by traveling and by networking and by having incredible relationships with people around us, there are there is just an abundance of opportunity in this world. Awesome. Yeah. So have your limiting belief and then ultimately be able to create a new, better, positive belief. Yeah, and I think it's important. Try to make it succinct. I know my last one wasn't terribly then but make it succinct so that whenever that old belief comes up you can easily easily replace it with your more positive uh statement about what you now believe to be true yeah and again very simply i believe i'm a bad runner now it's 
I believe I can do this. I believe I can run. I've proven to myself enough times that I can run. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Cool. Well, hope that helped. Like we said, self-limiting beliefs, let's overcome them. Let's change our lives. And let's do it together. Yeah. If you have any questions about the homework or if you would like to share your self-limiting beliefs with us and maybe hold yourself accountable in some way, create a pact much much like I did on that New Year's Day, um, then feel free to send us an email. Where should they email us? They can shoot it to contact. Okay, yeah. Send it to contact at ownyourreading.com and uh, we'd love to help get you started on a more positive and fulfilled life where you are creating awesomeness.